It's December and graduation weekend. Lectures are ended, examinations over, and the required 60% of marks gained. The girls have their white frocks ready, while the boys hassles over whether they wear dress suits in wine or blue, or ordinary suits are settled. The caterer has the food for the graduation banquet under control. Well, that's always been the case until the ninth banquet, where $200 worth of food was stolen from the cool room during the Thursday night. Workers have been enlisted to prepare food, set tables, and wash dishes for the 180 guests expected. The finale of two years' training is at hand. Some students regard it as a test of endurance, that they have passed, or so one matron suggested. Spirits are high that last week of college and mischief is often afoot, for they vowed they'll get their lecturers somehow. This is why Ian Clark found himself doused by a garden hose one year. The fact he was the National Secretary of the New Zealand AOG made no difference. There begins to surface the underlying feeling that in spite of differences and the trials of being together, they have become a knit family and saying goodbye won't be easy. Some will be gone to assist in churches. Some will take up interpreted uh, university studies. Others will find their way to the mission field. A number return to their home churches and others stay in Lower Hut for a while. No matter where they find themselves, they are certain that what they have chosen is the will of God for them for the time being. A step in the divine plan. Some know months ahead where they'll go. Others need help and guidance to find the right place. One student in lighter vein said he would never make a missionary. He could be happy sitting on the beach in Hawaii talking to attractive passers-by. Indonesia, Canada, Philippines, England, Scotland, Wales, Sri Lanka, Australia, Tonga, Cook Islands, Holland, Fiji, New Guinea, Botswana, and New Zealand are all countries where the CLBC students are working. Many of the 202 graduates, as well as some who only did one-year course, are fully active in Christian work. Others are serving God in many spheres. Two former students are now staff members, the Dean, Paul Harrison, and Brenda May, who is now matron. Paul Harrison, speaking at the ninth graduation, said, Some Christians think that if they are not in full-time Christian work, they are unfruitful for God and not full-time for him. We cannot separate our secular work from our Christian life. If we were in God's calling, whether in secular or Christian work, that is full-time service for God, and we know the anointing of the Spirit of God which makes us successful. It's time for the banquet to begin. The graduates are seated with their friends and relatives. Some of those will have travelled from overseas to attend. The first year, Mrs. Houston, the director's wife, catered for 60, and the ninth graduation, John and Helen McGee catered for 180 in the Lower Hut Town Hall. As soon as the banquet is over, the students move to the stage for official photographs, and we are ready to begin the graduation service. Among the official guests will be Mr. Trevor Young, MP, who has come to six graduations and always takes a personal interest in the college. Or the mayor of Lower Hutt, Mr. Kennedy Good, who came to the ninth. He says that Christian Life Bible College has become part of community life in this city. The student body present musical items, and there is a presentation of awards. The honor students and students of the year are not known until that very moment. 
The honor student is the one who gains the highest marks in the class. The student of the year was instituted by the first heads of student Graham Brett and Anna McLeese, when they gave a cup to be awarded to the first year student who had made the greatest all-round progress in the face of difficulties and handicaps. One by one, students received their diplomas, each rolled and tied with red ribbon. At this point, the destinations of the student is announced. There is laughter as episodes of the college year are recounted. There is rise and fall of applause. Over the years, different preachers have preached for the graduation sermon. David Bridges, Lloyd Averill, Neil Hetrick, Bill Burt, Neville Johnson, Eric Sherbert, Bruce Uren. The benediction is pronounced. There is only one day left to go. On Sunday morning, the first-year students, soon to be the seniors, are seated on the platform in the church. The organ swells as the students lead the graduates into the church for their dedication service. As soon as they are all in their place, the congregation rise to join in singing, All to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. I surrender all, I surrender all. Eyes are closed and hands are raised as the anointing of the Holy Spirit falls on students in congregation. These young people think that they are going to see the world on fire, but it matters not. Their heart knows a mingling of fears and hopes, challenges and faith, but in this service, as they reach out to God, the students know that he is their partner. Frustrations, fun, defeats, victories are all laid aside in this moment.